So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm, I'm Gabe. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, we have to redo that. They have to <laughs> okay. we're here with. <laughs> okay. Sorry. All right. I jumped uh, the gun. It's okay, it's okay. I did an awful job of explaining it. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. Nah, you did fine. So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Gabe. I'm Lewis. I'm Chris. I'm Anthony. And we are Sonoa. Hell yeah. Uh, and we're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so what inspired you guys to start the band? And what does the band name mean? Wow. Okay. So um, I'm going to let Anthony tell the story of the band starting. And then the name is a, is a story in it of itself. Yeah, I guess that's, you can tell that. Um, so... It started, so we're all graduated, right? Yeah, we're all graduated yeah. uh, college. But this started, technically it started, you know, freshman year, me and Gabe met. We lived on the same floor, the same dorm. And I was like, I play drums. And he's like, I play piano. So we started jamming uh, with two other guys. And then sophomore year, we're like, oh, do you, do you still want to jam? And we're like, sure. And... That was the first time we jammed with the intention of like, you know, playing music together. And, but, you know, it's college, so you, I can't just like lug a drum set around. So I had, I was playing like a, a box drum mm -hmm. and Gabe had just learned guitar. So, yeah, so we were, we were just brand new people. And, and then, soft, and then, you know, junior year we started trying to play shows we were playing coffee houses and writing our own tunes and we wanted to start recording our own stuff and and the, when the process that summer in the process of recording we actually met lewis and chris and they joined us on that first album and then we just and then we've been writing new music since then okay. which we just released which is like yeah as a band we're gonna beat the shit out of that release don't worry yeah. <laughs> yeah um so so yeah like anthony and i have been jamming together since freshman year of college but this iteration of of us like started like a bit later on um once i started learning how to play guitar and that's when things got started because it's much more portable it's mm -hmm. like easier to get yeah. around with the guitar than it is with the piano um and um and so it was kind of magic the way it all came together because it was just, we were just a duo and we went into the studio and, and literally started recording. And within a matter of months, we met Chris and then Lewis and they ended up recording their parts on the album, like to the parts we had already tracked in the studio. It was just yeah. crazy how it all came together. Wow. Um, and so in terms of the name, we... <laughs> we call ourselves wisteria when it was me and anthony mm -hmm. and um but there was like another group in the area in the same city called oh. wisteria that we didn't know about yeah um and when it came time to release our first album i was like we should probably rebrand just so there's no confusion um and so no one gets butt hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like 
yeah, we wanted my vision at least, and I think we all kind of agreed on this was that we wanted sort of a a made up word mm -hmm. because then everyone brings their meaning to that word, right? Like if you have if you have real words, then there are associations with it mm -hmm. that already exist. But if you yeah. make up your word like Coldplay or Radiohead or um, there's more bands there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just basically every band name. Yeah. Um, then like the things you learn about that band just inform like the name kind of grows out of that. Yeah. So what I did was I went on Wikipedia and I just like looked at like Latin word roots um, and looked just like compiled a list of like 10 names based on like Latin words that I thought were cool. Mm -hmm. um, and I <laughs> so we sat down um, and I just like read out all the names and they were like, nope, 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 nope. And they were like, like, I guess Sanoa is okay. <laughs> oh. okay no, by the time we decided on Sanoa, it was like out of necessity. Mm -hmm. Like I had, Lewis and Chris would both agree. Like I, I basically had to convince you guys like every step. I was like, it's going to be fine. Like the name is less important than like the music we write. We yeah. just need something. Um, but yeah, in the it moment, was, it was sort of like a really, it was a sense of urgency because we were getting a lot of backlash from that band that was sort of inactive, even though her, their name was also Wisteria. They had broken up yeah. for years, but yeah, they just didn't like the um, the fact that our, our name was also Wisteria. But I'm, I just want to chime in and add a little bit to the backstory about how we actually mm -hmm. all met. You know, he said that we met in college, but it's interesting how it all actually all lined up because me and Chris actually met when we were in middle school. Oh, so it, it was interesting how we met. We were in different bands and we didn't wait. go to the same high school. Wait, 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 wait. We just had wait, this one show oh. together. And, yeah, and and then next time we saw each other was in college at another basement show. Wow. So really cool. And, we were, and yeah, I met uh, Gabe and Anthony because I was also in a different college band that ended up breaking up because we all had different like life paths and stuff paths and um yes we we met at a show um down the shore where it was like a, a, a duo at the time anthony and gabe were playing an, an acoustic thing as wisteria mm -hmm. and then that's pretty much when gabe asked me to record at the album they already, already had written and apparently that was around the timing that he also asked chris to play bass and then it was a coincidence i didn't know that he asked chris so it was like, it was really crazy that I didn't, I didn't see this guy in like five years and we're just like in an album together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Full circle. Yeah. Right. I, oh, actually, oh, um, sorry. Actually, no, uh, there was this club in a college called the Musicians Guild and there was this group chat and I remember Gabe posting in that chat asking if anyone plays bass and then I DM'd him and I was like, yo, I play bass. And then like pretty shortly after that, like I think like a week after, uh, Anthony and Gabe came over to uh, where I was living at the time. And uh, we played a few songs and yeah, that was that. So like I just met him. I just met Gabe through like a group chat and I mean, I, through this uh, same club, I met Anthony. So it was like wow. a full circle kind of thing. Yeah. This yeah. was meant to be. <laughs> Feels like it, yeah. All right. That's and I awesome. hope the band name is growing on you guys. Yeah. 
It's <laughs> Come on. Yeah. No, so, yeah. Except for the fact like, that Sonos comes up. Yeah, uh-huh. it's it is the least search engine optimized name we could have possibly chosen. Yeah. Um because I guess due to the lack of consonants in the name, like it it's hard for like voice recognition to recognize the word also. Mm-hmm. And when literally if you Google Sonoa, it thinks you just misspelled Sonos, which is the speaker thing. Oh. So and like so if you're like, hey Siri, play Sonoa on Spotify, they'll be like there's probably like half a dozen other bands that are gonna come up before you get us. Yeah. So you gotta keep on yelling at your Siri. <laughs> You yeah. just need to get really famous. A new, a new name after two albums already. Oh my god. Yeah, we'll rebrand be in the near future. <laughs> we'll just that add an M. Yeah. Sonoma. We'll just Sonoma. go for it. Yeah, go That's, for it. No, th- those are shoes. Sonoma is <laughs> shoes. Yeah, I, I know, see but... some letter coming your way. Yeah. Hey, at least then we'd be able to like show up on voice recognition, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, so speaking anyway. of like cease and desist, did the band Wisteria reach out to you and say, don't use our name, even though they were disbanded? Because that's kind of sucky. Well, like, did. you're dead. <laughs> you don't have any rights anymore. No, like, I mean, I. It was it was complicated. So, I mean, they did that initially, but then I talked to them and they said we could use the name. Mm-hmm. So it was it was resolved in the end. Oh, um, OK. And you just yeah. chose to change it either way. Yeah, because I was like, okay. you know, they already have like like associations like we we would talk to people and they'd be like oh i've heard of wisteria but it wasn't us that they had heard of and i was mm-hmm. like it's just you know time to be done with that mm-hmm. yeah just the association with them just being like no no the other one yeah like i don't want to do that <laughs> yeah yeah that's especially fair, okay. for a local band you know yeah okay i was worried that they just kind of reached out and said hey don't use our name and you guys were like okay i guess we'll just change it so glad it was resolved you know it's good. yeah <laughs> Uh, it wasn't so, really that much beef. I'm happy because that would have been a horrible start to to a band. That would have been... but anyways, <laughs> um, congratulations on your newest release, uh, Forward Thanks. Motion. Of course, how do you felt the response to it so far? Uh, it's pretty good. I, I mean, I'm kind of still letting it all soak in. It, I'm still actually kind of really thrilled about a song from our first album that just got 10k so that was really exciting yeah um yeah i mean sonically i'm really really happy with the second one comparatively speaking good yeah i think uh about um a month after the initial release uh there was a statistic that 10,000 people had already listened to the album oh Uh, uh Gabe could probably correct me on that if I'm wrong, but I believe that's the case. That's huge. Yeah, okay. yeah we had um we had racked up a bunch of plays on window shopping because it was a single like several months beforehand, but still just getting past 10k feels really cool because mm-hmm. we weren't anywhere close to that during our first album and like post release. So yeah, it's really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But mm-hmm. I take it's got a good ex- response. Uh, yeah. So I want you guys each to pick your favorite lyric off of the album and tell me the meaning behind it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of lyrics, dude. There are quite there. a couple. I know yeah. there are. A lot of words in those songs. I don't even I know the think words. So, yeah. I mean, Who taught me that denial is much stronger than common sense? 
Dude, you just took mine, man. You guys can have the same one. The one that just first comes to mind automatically. I was really proud of that one, too. I'm trying to think of another one, though. What it means to me is that um, a lot of... A lot of times it's just in one year out the other. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and no matter how, how, how hard you try to paint the picture, you know, everybody sees the world through different lenses. So mm-hmm. um, perspectives will inevitably be biased. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, f- uh, for me, that one was like, or at least in the context of the song, that's like, um, it's knowing that a relationship has come to its, to its end, mm-hmm. um, but still sticking with it, just out of denial that it's over. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a painful song for that reason, but I like that that those lyrics can mean different things. Yeah, it could, it could also, you know, you could apply it to, you know, like how Trump was denying that global warming is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's common sense. Yeah, anything, so. yeah. yeah. It's obvious that it's a thing. Yeah. Sea levels rising. Yeah. I don't know. It was hot out on Sunday. It is cold out today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could also yeah. be that it's spring, but... Mm-hmm. How about you, Anthony? Um, I'm trying to look for. I'm, I have the lyrics up right now. I don't, I, I don't, cause I can't hear the lyrics behind the drums. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at them right now. What about you, Chris? Or Gabe? Um. Oh, do you want to go first, Gabe? Uh, you can go. Uh. You the you you know the uh. The game vocals and uh, no matter mm-hmm. the eager the eager light. Uh, All right, I got you. These days, these days the eager light feels more intrusive. Yeah. Um, you um, want the other part too? I mean, yeah, sure. Or just that part? No, raining. I mean, <laughs> it'll add more context. Yeah, these days the eager light feels more intrusive. Raining in another day that feels useless. Yeah, dark. It is pretty dark. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not really good at uh, just bringing up lyrics from my memory bank, but uh, when I hear those, uh, you know, it's pretty relatable. Uh, just uh, through my life in general, mm-hmm. and uh, I just really like those lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote those. Um, probably the most depressed I've been post-graduating. I um, I made this painful decision to like uh, drop out of grad school um, halfway through my last semester of college. Mm. Um, like I, my whole life I had wanted to be a teacher and that's what I thought I was gonna do. Um, and, but then I realized that I couldn't be a teacher and also be this passionate about music mm-hmm. um, because teaching requires so much uh, energy. Yeah. And yeah. Um, especially like high school English, um, 
you're 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 teaching about like <laughs> not only grammar and reading but like social issues and critical thinking and like um all that stuff so um so i dropped out and then it, it was just like suddenly i was done it was just like yeah. no more steps ahead mm-hmm. um and so for a few months there i just like i'd wake up in the morning and i'd just be like how am i gonna do this <laughs> like mm-hmm. what do i do what's yeah. next yeah mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of the sentiment behind the whole album is like feeling that sense of uh aimlessness but then like trying to find ambition within that yeah. mm-hmm. wow. was that everybody uh well similar to what gabe was saying my favorite lyrics are on white knuckles and it's the bridge um uh, they are i keep on looking for confirmation that there's a point to this chase, you know? I feel like, I mean, Gabe kind of mentioned too, you know, you look for reasons to like, I feel like when you are you are a musician or in a band and if this is what you want to do, you kind of look for reasons to know that this is the right decision you made, you know? You know, like anything you do, um, you know, like, oh, is this the right thing I'm doing? Am I, should I have dropped out of school and stuff like that? I remember, um, I mean, sometimes I feel that way. Sometimes I'm like, no, I know this is the right decision because, you know, it's what I want to do and therefore it is the right decision. Yeah. Uh, but it, but sometimes it is, on the other hand, sometimes it is cool seeing, sometimes you do see signs that, you know, this is kind of like what I want or like, you know, this is the right thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it'd be someone coming up to you be like, wow, your music, you know, you know, I just like felt something or... Yeah. One cool example, it wasn't with this band, but it, one cool example was that my first, I got a job on school on uh, at Rutgers mm-hmm. and probably my second day, my like for maybe my first day of, of working, I had a show um, somewhere else, like an hour away and I couldn't go to work or I had to leave early, like halfway through my shift and I didn't know how to call out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I gotta go, I can't stay. And they're like, uh, but you have, you know, work. I had, my, yeah. my job was teaching kids how to swim and I had a, like two classes left or three classes. I'm like, I can't, I left to go to the show. Uh, but that show was um, a stone pony show. Oh. Well, like the first round of the stone pony and we ended up winning that year. Oh, wow. So that was like, wow technically a good reason for me to skip work first day yeah yeah that's a pretty like good that. reason yeah so but like, but like stuff like that sometimes you do see you know either, or someone would be like wow i really you know i love what you're playing or of your music or sometimes you do see these reasons why it just like confirms like oh you know this is i uh, think i'm you know this is what i'm supposed to be doing or something you know yeah so, yeah yeah that makes sense. Well, I'll be one person to say I do like your music, so oh, I'm happy you guys thanks. are here doing what thanks. you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Me you. too. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, Seriously, so, it's um, words like that that make us keep doing it. Of course, yeah. You guys are like mad talented, so it's don't the stop. Confirmation. Of course, it's the reason yeah. it's the reason we'll drop out of school for. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. And leave it's work fair. on the first day. Yeah, mm-hmm. leave work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so can you tell me where, uh, can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this album? 
It was more collaborative than the first one because mm-hmm. I kind of just like walked into a bunch of songs. And then the second one, you know, Gabe still, he, he writes all the lyrics. That's his, you know, domain. He does all of that. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I had more um, creative control with like the guitar parts and stuff for this album. Yes. Yeah, so, my so- vocal parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, since between like the first and second record it was just you guys literally doubled the size of the band in terms of like for writing what was that like um even even with chord progressions i feel like chris castano would always you know chime in in there mm-hmm. and uh yeah we kind of just adapted to our jamming there was this yeah. like no matter for example in the in that's in uh the new album that was written just jamming before a show actually started. Mm-hmm. And wow. it was like, I, th- I think it was just like a little a little loop. I don't know if we recorded it on an iPhone, but it was a fun little loop that we just, it was memorable for all of us. And then he started writing lyrics over on top. Yeah. yeah it wasn't, it didn't feel difficult or anything. It, it just kind of was like natural. Mm-hmm. We're just like, kind of just playing the parts not like our like but like we're just like kind of just jamming like what lewis said and it kind of this is just what formed or gabe would write something and then we would just jam to that like maybe he just wrote a riff yeah just jam to that constantly and then maybe he would think of something later later or we would just like form a song from that it was it was kind of like natural it wasn't you know we didn't have to like sit down and be like oh we want this type of song next or yeah. yeah yeah makes sense yeah i totally felt like the the songs were so well written i didn't like i i put thought into it but it was just so obvious where m- my place was in those songs mm-hmm. if that if that makes any sense it, it just felt natural just uh writing my parts it didn't feel like i was second guessing myself if anything yeah yeah that makes sense and since you're the main songwriter gabe as i've gathered from this i would like you to add on a little bit mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah I, I mean echoing what they said um what was really fun about this album for me was with the first album um i didn't have as much freedom with what I could write on guitar Mm -hmm. um, because I had to think about um, filling out the bass notes as best as I could on like the low strings and, you know, filling out chords, but also writing nice riffs and Mm -hmm. melodies like on guitar. So like, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I was really, like I enjoyed it um, and Anthony and I had a great time but like with two more instrumentalists there's times where I don't have to play at all like I yeah um, and like when I'm writing now like I'm I'm thinking well this is a cool part for the bass to come in or mm-hmm. um, like maybe this should just be chords and there should be a melody here and like um now we can have like really big climactic outros, which I could never do before yeah. on an acoustic. And so obviously like 
we beat the hell out of the climactic outros on this album every As single song <laughs> and <laughs> like that um yeah it was just like i felt like i was in a rock band you know yeah like i mean i am you um, are but like i was really i felt like it was just so much fun like really um and and also i really loved being able to just ask like hey we've got some options here what chord progression do you want to do here like you want to go in this direction or in this direction mm -hmm. it's just i love the collaborative process whereas before i was just you know um like i don't know enough about percussion to like be a valuable collaborator <laughs> yeah. with anthony i always felt like i was speaking gibberish to him and he was like gabe what do you want <laughs> <laughs> i want you to do the pop doom Exactly. That's how that's how it is with every band. They're just like play this, and I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, that. totally. I can 100% yeah. translate that. Yeah, <laughs> I've got, but I've gotten good at translating. So Gabe wasn't that bad. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, Lewis is also a drummer, so he's a great translator. Also. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, middle person. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Do you feel that way, Anthony? You play drums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. Yeah, you're a good drummer. Yeah, I, cool yeah, I, I, no, I, I kind of like take no, there's some, yeah, there's some ideas, messages Lewis. and rephrase them. Mm. Yeah, and there'd also be some ideas, you know. Well, in the writing process, sometimes Lewis would be like, oh, play this here or do this there. So it is helpful. Um, it also is helpful when someone knows what I'm talking about, you know, just so people understand what drumming is. Yeah. Yeah. So not everyone's just staring at you with a blank yeah, stare. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, yeah, sure, yeah. But yeah, yeah just sure. sure. Uh, you're the drummer. I'm sure you know what you're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> uh, so can you tell me uh, where your headspace is at while you're writing this album? So I kind of touched on this before, um, but it's like, um, it was just a transitional moment. Like, um, and, and since I wrote the album, like I was the first person to graduate um and and like after writing and releasing the album everyone else graduated or lewis graduated in the process and then chris and anthony actually just graduated like right as covid started oh. um and they can tell you about how this album's meaning has changed for them or evolved but um what i've what i've recognized after writing these songs and talking to other people who are going through the same phase is it's like after graduating college or maybe if you graduate high school and you don't go to college and you start a job, there's just like this really rough um, hiatus where you feel like your identity is like, you don't know what it is and you don't know how you're going to live your life the way you want to mm -hmm. um just the pressure of having to work to sustain yourself um is really it's 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 really hard to grasp to like wrap your head around especially as someone um with a creative pursuit that requires time and space mm -hmm. you know like when i started my my full-time job i um couldn't write at all because um, there just wasn't time yeah so it's just like yeah I'll let them elaborate on that but it was really just like losing 
the identity of being a student and always having like a next step, a next step, a next step. And then you graduate and it's just open void and you're yeah. all on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, especially like since uh, when COVID started, whatever next step we had in mind, uh, I mean, some, some of them, were concrete and were able to happen, but a lot of them, you know, just kind of went away. We, yeah, I, at least I felt uh, more, more, I guess, uh, without direction ever since uh, it started, you know, without any shows or any way to propel ourselves with live audiences. Uh, it just kind of felt like, uh, for me at least, that some momentum was lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything kind of goes stagnant. Yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to make sure nobody's going to say anything. Uh, so while listening through this album, what band or artist influences pop out the most to you guys? Um, Death Cab? Well, I listen to... Oh, Taste. Yeah, well, yeah, Gabe, you know, I, he gets a, he gets that a lot. He sounds like Death Cab. So I actually, for some songs that remind me of Death Cab, because we get compared all the time, I actually, like, listen to, like, for the first album, I, like, listen to Death Cab all the time because their drummer is so good. So I'm trying to, like, you know, at least come, at least somewhere close to him if we're getting compared to a band like that. Yeah. Uh, but I usually, li- I listen to a lot of metal. So those are my influences, um, but I try to I listen to like a lot of different music. So my influences vary. Like I can like one like White Knuckles, one of my favorite songs on the album. It was you know that was influenced by like uh, an Adele song, mm-hmm. and but like one another song I forget what song. There's another song that was inspired by like a metal song of something I played, but I just I try not to like purposely do that. I'm just like trying to play to what, you know, the song or, you know, Gabe is like, I guess, trying to convey. And I try to write to that level emotionally. Mm-hmm. And yeah. my influences would just come from these songs I, you know, would listen to all the time. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I also listen to a lot of metal. Uh, I, I, pretty much grew up listening to exclusively metal it wasn't until oh, yeah. high it wasn't until high school where i uh you know decided to venture out into uh indie or hip-hop or um, whatever it may be I, I i had a pretty big indie phase through high school and uh i think that kind of helped me uh you know play appropriately whatever the music calls for in this band yeah yeah wait so you're telling me in like middle school you would listen to metal oh yeah I was oh my god i would listen to metal in middle school i'd i'd actually fall asleep it's like this is kind of weird i'm like now thinking about it but i would regularly fall asleep to like listening to slipknot or something i, I could do why. that oh my god i could do I'd just that. be like yeah. yeah and then just like i don't know why but that's fair it's very soothing yeah. <laughs> not gonna of course lie <laughs> and girlfriends like that she used to fall asleep to metal i can't 
Wow. You can't what? Oh, no, it's just like, I can't imagine, like, when I was little, <laughs> like, in middle school, I listened to, like, 21 Pilots, so it's, like, yeah. hearing just, like, the other side of the spectrum okay. is just, like, metal. It's just, like, that's crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it wasn't until, I'm the opposite. It wasn't until later in my life that I started liking metal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of grew up listening to, like, hip-hop, R&B, Ooh, and nice. in, hi- in high school, I started to branch out into, like, jazz and heavier rock like I, I joined my first band in high school yeah um and that was like doing like classic rock covers yeah that's fair that's awesome then i was yeah just making hip-hop beats was fun and then indie rock in college yeah awesome yeah. uh so where do you guys see the band in the next five years um just real quick before i answer that um i want to contribute to the influences okay. question oh, yeah um so i can i can name specifically the artists that went into my songwriting process which were microwave um which is like a i don't know like alternative rock kind of heavier rock band um cold play um death cat for cutie obviously Mm -hmm. um hodera which is another um mid-size like uh kind of americana band uh-huh. and i know about i we actually met our uh, our producer like our recording guy through hodera oh um, that's awesome or like i knew about hodera and then that's how i found out about doug and then and then flycatcher which is another local band um that we're really tight with oh. um but it's really cool um, to bring those songs and see what these guys do to it because um because i don't listen to metal at all yeah. <laughs> and they're all metal heads like sometimes we'll be at practice and like they'll just break out and play metal for like 15 minutes and i just like i can't contribute um... yeah it's really awesome and it it adds flavor to our music that i could never think of you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, would you would you ever like cave in and do like a metal album just so they can like get it all out of their system? We might do a for song. Ha- for Halloween, <laughs> not an actually, album. For Halloween, we actually I don't know why Gabe, you know, I jokingly said, "Oh, let's cover a Slipknot song for Halloween," and he's like, "Sure," and we're like, "What?" And so yeah, we did a <laughs> Slipknot it. song for Halloween. It was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. He was dressed yeah. like Ben Gibbard from Death Cab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a combination. The rest yeah. of us were dressed like with the masks from Slipknot. Oh, nice. wow. So <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> that's, a, Very. that's a cool combo. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now the five-year right, five plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know. Wait, individually or us as a band? Just as, as a, band. a band. Yeah. I'm yeah. curious. I want to hear you guys first before I say anything. Okay, first, <laughs> we're going to play Warp Tour. Next Easily, year. Yeah. Bonnaroo next year, Coachella. Ooh, so you're building up. And then the last year, we just go straight to the moon. First show on the moon, first band to play on the moon. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that. Oh. I see us probably having like 50 plus songs. Mm -hmm. Stacked. Yeah, just, just keep on, keep on moving. Keep on making it. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, five years. 
a lot of a lot of things can change in five years but mm-hmm. hopefully i mean i feel like if we keep uh keep going the way we are uh i think we could you know um, good uh mid-sized or large festivals in five years yeah i mean i i think our music is good i mean and i think there are tons of people that agree <laughs> so, yeah uh you know i think uh hopefully if we just keep it up and don't lose that motivation i i see ourselves in a decent place in five years oh yeah mm-hmm. you just gotta hope those festivals come back within the next five years yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um one time my dad told me something like so many people give up right on the cusp of success something like that and that has that's just like always in the back of my mind like so it's it just feel like that's so motivating mm-hmm. so so my philosophy is as a band we just need to keep doing it for as long as we can mm-hmm. and then success will come because i feel like so many bands stop because they feel like it's not paying off. Um, but as long as we have the grit to, to keep going and just like love the craft and love making music, um, then the success will come later on. Yeah. We've already seen like, you know, like a lot of bands that we know like just aren't together anymore. Mm-hmm. And like I see, if you're looking through Spotify, you know, come across tons of bands that like their last release was like five years ago. So, you know, like all I want to do with my life and I I know these guys feel the same way. All I want to do is just make music. So um, that seems good enough to me. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, I would agree with that. I'm pretty sure all of of us would agree. goes without saying, but I mean, Mm -hmm. you got to say it. (laughs) More shows. Keep playing shows. That's five-year plan. All the shows. Every show. All the ever. shows. Every yeah. show. <laughs> yep. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sick. Uh, so we're going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Boom, boom, boom. Whoa. That was it's like good. that Black Eyed Peas song. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you all like looking at each other? (laughs) California roll. Okay. Many, if I can. Um, What drink drink? would go with Uh, that? Strawberry lemonade. Ooh, Mm -hmm. taste. We haven't gotten that one yet. Strawberry lemonades are wildly underrated. Yeah. Especially the ones like Olive Garden. Those are so Mm -hmm. good. I will die. Just those are so good. That's all I got to say. Honestly, probably uh a lot of uh the beef and chicken platters you know from like you know the stand in new york the original like halal guys Hmm. i i i just i really like beef and chicken platters and the white sauce oh it's so white yeah (laughs) that would probably be my last meal if i was on death row definitely 
Wait, what would be your drink with that? Oh, uh, probably. What do I like to drink? Oh, peach snapple. Oh, <gasps> so true. That's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> apple snapple, man. Apple snapple for sure. I'm on that yeah, wave. Apple snapple. Apple snapple. It's definitely a flavor. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. For sure. It is a flavor. <laughs> I'm out of here. No, I'm joking. What's just the normal one? What's the normal Snapple? I think it's just Snapple. snapple. Like a, it's just the lemon one. Yeah. Right? That's the best one. But that it's one's, not that even one's apple. good. No, no, it's not. But Gabe is just so ordinary. <gasps> regular one. Huh. No, it's I do good. have a lot of ordinary qualities. You're right. <laughs> oh, my God. Abe, Anthony. Yeah. Do you guys have your last meal? I'll go first. Mine. I mean, my my town makes really good um, egg sandwiches. Like, mm. if anyone in my town, if you like, go to if you you know go to college out of state or just you're just not in the town, when you come back, even for like a few days, you it's like your go-to meal is to get. You have to like get there's like three like really good places in my town, and mm-hmm. then every time you come here, you have to get those meals because they're just so good, and you won't find them anywhere. Like everyone just always goes to these places. So I would be like a breakfast sandwich from one of my towns, and um, a nice chocolate milk. Delicious, I agree. Yeah, breakfast. Um. So. One time I went to Maine and went to this restaurant and had a steak and and broccoli and mashed potatoes. And that was like the best meal I've ever had. This Sounds was great. like, like <laughs> I spent my whole life like not eating enough. Like I was a late bloomer and I was like super like low weight my whole life until I started doing track in high school. Mm-hmm. And then this was like this one summer. I was eating like everything, like yeah, not fill my stomach. <laughs> yeah, and this is like so good. It's like the best meal. I think Have about you had it all it the since? time. I'm a vegetarian now, <gasps> so I think <gasps> I think that would yeah. be my last meal. It would be steak, mm-hmm. uh, broccoli, mashed potatoes, and like white wine. Okay, right. solid. That's good. Uh, so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Narnia. So true. That's a good Ooh, one. Oh, that's a good one. Have some Turkish delight. It's good. Star Wars. Come <gasps> so on. So true. That's a really good one as well. What would you be doing? I'd be Star Warsing. Like, what else is there? Uh, like, yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, are you an alien? Are you a person? Are you a are Jedi? You a rebel? A Sith? A Jedi? What do you What do you think, Gabe? <laughs> he doesn't have an answer. That's why he's asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you tell me. I feel like you'd be like one of those like fish guys. Oh uh, yeah. Chicken types. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will beat you <laughs> with my lightsaber. Yeah. They don't they don't get lightsabers, dude. Fish, fish people? No. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, do they? I mean maybe yeah. there's like a Jedi or Sith one that has one. Maybe. Hmm. Sith Jedi, Sith Lord Nemo. Oh, I've I haven't. <laughs> you Fictional you world, hmm. new movie. I have to see that. You got any ideas? You know, 
you know that uh that game that came out uh cyberpunk mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it looks kind of sick <laughs> it does right. uh, yeah <laughs> i think i think i would want to go there uh, it looks it looks nice I, I played it for a little bit before i i got my refund but it, <laughs> was it not good it, there was just a lot of bugs you know it wasn't yeah. really uh you know they kind of half-assed it with the systems but mm. uh you know it looked really cool from what i saw i was like damn this is a sick-ass city it's super like modern shit and i don't know i was just like hell yeah uh i would totally like wanna live here if it was like a real thing but uh yeah i was thinking of rebuying it i think they improved it i'd hope they're, so they're starting to roll out those patches from what i've seen yeah i think it's so stupid how they've worked on the game for like well like five years and they still had like a whole bunch of bugs and like i like come on you guys should have figured that out i don't know man i don't anyway yeah <laughs> gabe <laughs> you're on the spot now Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you read so many books. I don't. I I look like I read books because of my cardigan, but I, don't. I, I thought you were an English major. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I got through my English degree without reading many books. Nice, uh, lucky. Shout out to um, Spark Notes. The internet. Oh, yeah. actually, <laughs> nah, it's I just because you speak English, dude. Come on. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just just speak English and you can make it through. Boom. Easy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's so much pressure on this one because like I'm gonna walk away from this and I'm gonna think of a fictional world that's really dope and I wouldn't won't have said it. Um I don't know, like like what what fictional worlds are there? I can just think of like Harry Potter, do, um, do the Lord of the Rings, the, you know. Don't you like No Man's Land? <gasps> Yeah, but it's, it's so no lonely, sky. dude. What what about the no man's world? Sky is so lonely. Mm-hmm. Bikini, bottom. Oh. Bikini, Bikini bottom. Bikini bottom. What were you gonna say, Anthony? Uh, Wreck It Ralph. Hmm. Like in a video mm-hmm. game world, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's like every player. video game. Yeah. Hmm. I thought the one uh, from like Super Mario Sunshine was pretty cool. There's just That's a cool. bunch of goo everywhere, and you just like fly around with your jetpack and like. Just clean up goo. Like that seems pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like you just get like you just get prizes for cleaning things up. Like that's pretty rad. Yeah, that's that. pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Locking that one in. <laughs> exactly. Uh so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Okay. What is your favorite color? <laughs> Abe is indecisive yet again. Oh my god. So my favorite color is from. my favorite color is Lewis's room. That's a good color. It's literally that color. Like, let me th- let me see. <laughs> I got a I got oh an God. oil diffuser back here. Let's see, here we go. This one's mine. Okay. Ooh. Oh no, it's not on here. Oh. It's close. <laughs> it's so something it's like around a- that. Yeah, sort of so like like you're just a blue, like a yeah. blue, like that. Yeah. Oh, purple, like a purple, blue. like a dark I like, purple. I like both of those. I like both Lewis's room and that color. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I pick one, Gabe. But we'll it's, it, it's we'll not. It's a two. spectrum, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Electromagnetic exactly. spectrum, dude. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll go with that, just because they're indecisive. Right. I mean, you're an engineer. That's what it's called, right? I'm bad at mental math. That's not math. <laughs> Lewis, Anthony, Chris. 
What is your favorite color? I like uh, like a like a deep red, you know, something like this. So true. Mm -hmm. The great color. Yeah, it's a nice color. I, I think about it a lot. Let's uh, run free in your head. My favorite color is probably pink. Just a good taste. Oh. Yep. Solid, vibrant color. I have nice pink socks that I like wearing during shows, and people be like, "Whoa, look at those socks!" Yeah, know. check out these socks, dude. These started the Sanoa stock, Sanoa sock phenomenon. Yo, I have, those are actually pretty cool. Sick. Those I are actually pretty cool. Grandparents, yeah. You can't stretch, but mine have tacos on them. Oh, there you go. You As they should. Nice. <laughs> tacos are amazing. Peppers. Uh, so. As I said, that's all the questions we have to say. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Um, yes, we have uh, our second album out on all platforms. Uh, we have our website, sonoaband.com. I will spell that for you just in case. S-O-N-O-A band.com. Right. Uh, that's where you can find all our stuff. So. All right. Uh, yeah. uh, we also have a... Uh... Wait, 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 the the live uh performance thing yeah is we're gonna have a live performance coming soon that we'll post online you can find it on our social media pages right. solid that's sick, sick. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. first announcement for it oh Ooh. Ooh, yeah, sneak yeah, peek. That's <laughs> big. yeah yeah all right uh well thank you for now this guys it's been sonoa and uh we're the good noise podcast <laughs>